What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Raw and Uncut New York Sports, where we talk about the Mets, the Nets, and the Giants. If you've seen the thumbnail, then obviously you know what this episode is going to be about. We are a couple days away from NFL restarting. Well, not restarting, but, you know, coming back for 2020. And um, the Giants have a beautiful matchup in the first week on primetime Monday night football against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And basically, uh, this episode, we're going to do, you know, just a little preview. Uh, I'm not going to get into any analytical shit. All right. That's not my that's not my mojo. But I will give you my, you know, my honest, raw and uncut opinion of the 2020 New York Giants. Uh, Just a quick rundown. You know, I'm going to be talking about Joe Judge a little bit, Danny Jones, Uh, Evan Ingram, the Giants offensive line, what I'm excited about, uh, what my expectations for the 2020 Giants are going to be. Let me let me tell you what I expect from the Giants. Okay, Um, I expect ups. I expect downs. I expect injuries. I expect us to lose a little more than winning. But most importantly, I expect this team to improve. Okay. Now, you can say it's not hard to improve uh, from four wins, okay? But I just want to see this team improve in all three phases of the game. I want to see them just be, uh, you know, competitive. Just put out a product out there that, that the fans have something to look forward to. I think the past few seasons, ever since... You know, kind of like the tail end of Tom Coughlin's um, coaching career with with the Giants and then the Ben McAdoo era and then fucking uh, the Pat Shermer era, which I'm glad those didn't last long. We didn't see a product on the field that as fans, we could say, man, I look forward to watching this team next week play. It was always like, here we go again. You know, it was the same old shit. And so... That's what I want us to feel, you know what I'm saying, as fans. I want us to look forward to the following week and say, man, this team looked good in this area. This player played good, and, you know, let's look forward, you know what I'm saying, on improving the team. Um, And that's why we have to start off this show with Mr. Joe Judge, uh, the New York Giants 2020, and hopefully 10 more years of this guy, the head coach. Um, I'll tell you right off the bat, if you're not on board with what Joe Judge brings to the table, if you are not on board with how he practices, how he's uh, very detail-oriented, he talks a really good game. It's all got to translate now on Monday night, starting Monday night, it's got to translate on the field. Um, But... You know, if you have kids like I do, okay, who who runs the house? Is it the kids? No, it's the parents. It all starts at the top, okay? If the parents don't lay down the rules and the guidelines and set the tone, then the kids are going to fucking run wild and they're going to run the house, okay? Now, 
The New York Giants players are far from kids. These are professional athletes. But keep in mind, this is a very young New York Giants team, okay? Um, and in this case, Joe Judge is the parent. And he needs to, like he's done, okay? He's, he's done all this. He needs to set the tone. He, uh, you know, basically mold this team into how he sees it, okay? Um with Pat Shermer and Ben McAdoo, you know, actually even even a little bit of Tom Coughlin, it was very cookie cutter. You know what I mean? Uh, this guy brings a different mentality. I think brings a different type of uh, regime. You know, his routine is, is is different. This guy blew me away at the press conference. His introduction press conference back in January or February or whenever it was, it blew me away. I was not on board with, I didn't even know of Joe Judge, okay, uh, until I read it, I read a little bit about him, but I didn't know who the fuck he was, and at the time, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I don't want, I don't want some guy that has never coached and this and that, but when I heard him speak, um, it was just refreshing to hear. And his blue-collar mentality is uh, what, you know, that, that type of mentality that he wants to bring back to this New York Giants football team is what it's been missing since the Bill Parcell days. Um, this guy is from the East Coast, so he's not preaching to us anything, or to the players, he's not preaching anything that he does not believe in, okay? He comes from this... You know, he's from fucking Philly, where the, the people in Philly are just, are tough, just like in New York. You know what I'm saying? It's just that East Coast sports mentality, and, you know, not only with sports, it's also just with life in general. You know what I mean? If you're from the East Coast, it's either run over or get run over. I mean, you gotta take the bull by the horns. So, you know, Joe Judge um, is very uh, to the point. I think he's detailed. I think he's earned the respect of the players. All this bullshit that you hear on Twitter uh, and, and from these people that tweet saying, you know, these softies is what I call them, talking about he's running practice too hard and it's not going to work and he's going to lose the players. Look, it's really simple. If the players are not on board, then you're just not going to fucking play. Okay? These guys are here to earn a paycheck. The culture around the Giants has to change. Okay, and I think it's very well on its way to changing for the better. And and us fans, if you're a fan of the fucking Giants, you better be super excited because this guy's gonna change it all around. And he's got a very big voice. Okay, and what I mean by that is he's got a lot of input. This guy hired a bunch of coaches. This is a complete makeover of the New York Giants, I believe, personnel-wise, players and uh, coaching staff. He handpicked pretty much his coaching staff. Um, if that doesn't tell you that Mara trusts this guy, okay, and I don't want to hear the bullshit about, oh, he's trying to be Belichick and this and that. No, this guy wants to make his own mark, okay? He's not trying to be like anybody. Matter of fact, Matt Patricia is not trying to be like anybody. Coach of, of the fucking Titans, Rabel, 
he's not trying to be like anybody. He they want they want to build a name for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they come from the Belichick tree, but at the end of the day, they want to fucking na- make a name for themselves. So miss me with all that Bill Belichick talk and this and that. Um, I mean, if you can't tell, I'm super excited about Joe Judge. I think he's gonna be great. It's gonna be a learning curve. It's gonna be a learning curve for the players. Um, but you know, pl- what I what I'm excited about with Joe Judge, on top of everything I just discussed, is I don't think we're gonna see this cookie cutter offense and play calling that we've seen in the past with these other coaches. Um, you know, having Jason Garrett is going to be a huge help to Joe Judge. It's going to be a big help for Danny Jones. But this cookie-cutter play calling, I think, is out of the window. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to see a lot of different schemes, different personnel. Um, and that's what Joe Judge is trying to do. I think he's trying to, uh, you know... He's trying to bring, you know, show the best out of everybody. You know, he was very clear in his press conference. He wants to see what the players can do. Tell me what the players can do, not what they can't do. So he's going to he's gonna fucking use... He might fuck around and see Peppers as a wide receiver. I mean, we've seen it in college when he was at Michigan. So, you know, maybe we'll see Barkley return kicks. Who knows? Uh, I think everything is... Uh, nothing's out of the question here. We're gonna, we might see we're gonna see things that we haven't seen before. So, real excited to have a head coach like Joe Judge. It's good for the team, good for the franchise, because let's be honest, we've been we've been the laughing stock, one of the teams uh, that's been the most disappointing for the past few years. So. So next, we're going to move on to probably the most important position in football that we have in the NFL. All right. Um, You know, this is a position that was, uh, you know, that was maintained by Eli Manning for many, many, many years. Gave us two Super Bowls uh, that we'll probably never forget as Giants fans. But this position... Uh, the quarterback position is the most important. And this season, it's going to be really important. Okay, When you look at the NFL, you look at the Steelers, Big Ben. You look at the Patriots, Tom Brady, Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Seahawks, Russell Wilson, Saints, Drew Brees. You get the drift. These are teams that have built around their quarterbacks. These are teams that are consistently in playoff talks every season before the season starts. The predictions, all these teams, they're going to make the playoffs, right? Even if they don't, still, they're in the talks. Why? Because they have a quarterback, all right? Eli Manning gave us great 15 years. Danny Jones entering his second season. Uh, make no mistake about it, Danny Jones might not be that guy, okay? But I certainly think he is. I believe he is. Uh, He had a great 
rookie season, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, completed 62% of his passes. I mean, this guy's biggest flaw of 2019, of his rookie season, was maintaining a grip of the football. That was his biggest flaw, okay? When you really think about it, this is something that can be easily fixed. And, um, you know, if you follow the Giants during the offseason, he's apparently, uh, can't say he's fixed it, but he's definitely worked on it. Um, look, Danny Jones, I believe, will be the future of the New York Giants. And if we're going to get far, if we're going to go far as a, as a franchise, we need to build this team around Danny Jones, okay? You build it inside out, not outside in. Uh, obviously, it's got to start with the offensive line. Uh, and I'll get to the offensive line later. But as far as Danny Jones goes, look, man, the kid can play. Uh, he's bulked up some in the offseason. His legs look like... They were photoshopped, and you put Saquon Barkley's legs on him in, in these pictures that I'm that I'm seeing. Um, but what impresses me most about Danny Jones is not the fact that he can throw the ball. Uh, what impresses me is that he can run, and that's what we didn't have with Eli Manning, and we haven't had with any quarterback in 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 a long time. A, a very agile uh, quarterback that can tuck the ball and take off. He had two touchdowns last season, 279 yards. I believe those two touchdowns came against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week three. If you remember that game, that was probably the best game of the Giants season last year where we... Uh, we scored a ton of points. It came down to the very end, and he had that game-winning rushing touchdown at Tampa Bay. Um, real impressive first game. I think he showed us his ability to make the throws, to take off and run, and to really, you know, go through a game and withstand a shootout. So there's a lot to look forward to with Danny Jones. Um... I think what we'll start seeing from him is, and you know, I don't know exactly when this will happen, but I, I, I vision Danny Jones getting the keys to the offense. Like, I think Joe Judge sees in Danny Jones' future that he can run this offense by himself, um, call the plays change the plays at the line of scrimmage and be the voice in that huddle and um and i think that's something that eli manning never had like he was never gonna give us that i think danny jones has very similar personality personality of eli but he's different in some ways and i think being vocal is where it will take danny jones to a next level uh, you can say Danny Jones is a rookie again, okay? This kid had to learn a different playbook. Now with Jason Garrett, he's got to learn a new playbook, I'm, I'm guessing. I, I don't know. I don't know all the ins and outs, but I would imagine that he's had to learn a new offense, 
uh, new plays. So I actually think having Jason Garrett as his offensive coordinator for this season, because I don't know how long Garrett will be with the Giants, because I think he's good enough to earn another head coaching job somewhere. But for this season, he's our offensive coordinator. I think that is a huge help to Danny Jones. Um, again, this is a complete new coaching staff, uh, handpicked by, by uh, Joe Judge. And I think that will be a tremendous help to Danny Jones. I really look forward to uh, Jones' ability to learn how to change up the plays and, you know, kind of run that offense eventually. I don't think he'll do it this season. But if Jason Garrett were to stick around for maybe two seasons, I think by, by the third season, Jones would be a little seasoned and well off and trusted enough by Judge and the rest of the team that he can run an offense. And again, I go back to these quarterbacks that I mentioned earlier, Big Ben, Brady, Rodgers, Wilson, Breeze. These are guys that are all, you know, on any given play, they they if they feel like they need to change it up, you know, they will. That's just the type of quarterbacks that they uh, turned out to be. You know, we had Patrick Mahomes last season say he didn't know how to read an offense. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with that. So he went from not knowing how to read an offense to winning a goddamn Super Bowl. So uh, this is going to be a learning curve for, for Jones. But I think eventually he will get to the level of those other quarterbacks. Uh, and, and if he does that, then I don't need to mention... Super Bowl wins or nothing like that. I think that will come. Okay. I just want to see Danny Jones protect the ball, be vocal. You know what I'm saying? Lead the team, um, and and put to use what you know. Take advantage of what the defense is giving him. If he needs to tuck that ball and run, then then do it. And that's just gonna come with time and learning how to uh, again learning how to read defenses. So a lot of upside. I remember, you know, fans being really mad at Gettleman taking Jones at number six. I was more on the let's wait and see because I had not seen Danny Jones play. If you go look at this guy's highlights from Duke, it it's not a bad highlight reel. All right, he wasn't a, an All American, but it wasn't bad. Like there's a highlight reel out there with his receivers dropping balls at Duke. Okay, but as far as you know, running the ball and all that. This is a big kid. He's got strong legs. He's been working out, uh, and he's been run. He ran at Duke quite a bit. So let's not, uh, you know, let's not be surprised when when Jones. I wouldn't be surprised to see Jones have 400 yards rushing. I think he'll have more than the 279 he put up in 2019. So it's going to be very interesting. Uh, second season for Danny Jones. Alright, so next, uh, we're going to talk about a couple pieces around Danny Jones, right? Because without these pieces, uh, who the fuck would Danny Jones hand the ball off to or, or throw it to, right? So, look, I'll start off with, with Barkley. I don't think there's much to talk about Barkley, alright? The guy is a fucking beast. Saquon Barkley is the Mike Trout of football, alright? This guy is our home run hitter. 
He can catch a pass in the backfield and take it for 30 yards any given play. Uh, I mean, there's not much to say about Barkley. You know what I'm saying? I think he's going to get his. Uh, his impact on the team is huge. He's a great guy, great personality, great teammate. And his talent and skill level is somewhere... This guy is a mix. I mean, we haven't seen anything like Barkley since Barry Sanders. His, his you know, his versatility, his... Uh, you know, the way he moves out there, he's strong like Walter Payton. Uh, he can be an all-around like Marshall Falk. I think we're going to see an extremely high usage of Saquon Barkley this season. Um, and rightfully so, because he is the guy you want batting when the bases are loaded. He's the guy you want batting when... There's runners in scoring position. This guy needs to have the ball in his hand because he make he makes things happen. Um, so, you know, there's not much more I can say about Barkley. I mean, he's our best player, and you know, I think his his usage rate rate whatever it was last season, right? Even though he missed about three games, it's gonna be even higher this season. So. Uh, Barkley is going to be Barkley and, you know, I think us fans are in for a treat for, uh, you know, to see Barkley this season. Uh, besides Barkley, I think the two names that stand out for me, uh, as far as, you know, the weapons on offense are Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard. Because those guys have one fucking thing in common and that's staying healthy. Uh, that's been their issue. Ingram coming into this season, uh, I think I think he's finally healthy, and this is a very important year for him. You know what I mean? He's going into his final year of his rookie contract. He's got Caden Smith, who I believe can be a starting NFL tight end, breathing down his neck. He filled in nicely last year for Ingram, and... Ingram, in my eyes, has the skill, the speed, the hands, the route running to be a top five tight end in the NFL, no doubt in my mind. If you watch any highlight from him, uh, you know, that touchdown he had in week three last season against the Buccaneers where he fucking ran past every Buccaneers uh, defense. I mean, he looked fast, he looked big, he looked strong. I think, you know, a healthy Evan Ingram, that's what we can see from him. I think he's, I don't know what his speed is like compared to other tight ends, but I would say he's very well up there as far as one of the top uh, speedy tight ends. So... And, you know, with, with uh, Shepard, it's the same thing. The guy, you know, he plays the slot position. And I get scared every time that guy, you know, crosses the middle and catches a ball. Because I feel like he's gonna just going to get fucking lit up every time. Um, I'm more scared of Shepard getting hurt than Ingram this season. But ultimately, man, that's what it comes down to. I mean, there's no other way to sugarcoat this. Evan Ingram... Needs to stay healthy. Shepard needs to stay healthy for their career and for the progression of 
Danny Jones and this offense as a whole. So that's pretty much all I can say about those two guys. Um, you know, and then we can move to, to the wide receiver. Look, I think we're very slim at wide receiver. That's where Evan Ingram, if he stays healthy, can be really, really important to this offense because he can play like a wide receiver. Um, you know, obviously Slayton was our breakout wide receiver last year. Uh, you know, he had about what set you know over 700 yards, eight touchdowns. But after that, uh, you know, you got Tate, you got Shepard, you got some guys that are huge question marks. That I, you know, I can't really say I am 100% confident in these other wide receivers. Um, all we can hope for is that they show up to play and, you know, they provide some help. Because once they get, you know, teams are going to fucking focus in on Ingram. They're going to focus in on Slayton. If we can get, you know, I don't mention Tate too much. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of his. Uh, especially his size, you know, uh, I think this, I think Eli Manning benefited from a tall wide receiver, you know, big, big size like Plaxico. And I think we're kind of missing that a little bit with this Giants team. I just don't see, uh, you know, I, I just don't see another wide receiver on this team that really stands out to me so i guess at this point we're just hoping that someone else can step up and i think someone will i just i just don't know who so let's move on now to what will make this train move this will be probably the most important part of the new york giants for 2020 and going forward uh this has been an area where it hasn't been good it's been a bunch of rotating parts, but the offensive line is, uh, you know, very, very interesting for 2020. I think we got some young guys that can, that will make an impact. I'll tell you what I like about the offensive line. I like the left side. I like Danny Jones' blind side. With Hernandez and Andrew Thomas, obviously Thomas being the rookie, um, but I think he's he's gonna be really good. He's gonna pan out nice to have those two guys uh, in the left side of that line for this season and hopefully seasons to come. I think is really really good. Um, and then at right tackle we got uh, Cameron Fleming. Right guard Zietler and Nick Gates will be the starting center. I think we'll see, you know, some bumps, uh, you know, along the road with, with this offensive line. But uh, I think the outlook of it looks promising. I also like the second stringers uh, of offensive linemen that we have on this Giants team. I think any of those guys can be uh, starters in the NFL remember I, I mentioned earlier this is a very young Giants team uh, so there's gonna be a learning curve here but I think the potential of this offensive line has 
a chance to be good. And, you know, again, what we're looking for from the Giants is just some consistency. Um, so I hope that's what, you know, these starters on the line provide for uh, for the Giants. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look around other teams in the NFL and they have, like, the same set of guys. There's no rotating parts, you know, unless someone gets banged up or whatever, right? But most of these guys have, you know, have a good offensive line, you know. And I'll go back to the teams I talked about earlier with the quarterbacks that they have. And, you know, their offensive line is what makes them go, you know what I'm saying? So I hope that this group that we have is is a group that we see for, for seasons to come. I'm real excited about it. I think Andrew Thomas was a great pick. I know everybody was on the Isaiah Simmons train. Guess what? I was too. But um, Andrew Thomas, look, man, this we haven't had an offensive line for quite some time, okay? We've seen what happened to Eli Manning without a good offensive line. Uh, we, we've just we've watched this for season after season after season. All right, uh, this you know you got to build from the inside out. You got to build in the trenches. So I think the Giants are very well on pace to you know figuring out the you know the structure of this team. So, and across from the offensive line, you got the defensive line, obviously. Leonard Williams, Dalvin Tomlinson, Dexter Lawrence. Those guys are dogs in my eyes. Uh, those are some really big boys. I really look forward to, uh, to watching those three. I think the big, you know, the microscope is going to be on Leonard Williams just because of the trade uh, that, you know, what we traded to get him uh his contract not being able to reach a long-term deal or anything like that but look man say what you want about leonard williams um he doesn't get sacks whatever but he's a fucking disruptor and you know that's not a bad thing to have and when you got him playing alongside tomlinson and dexter lawrence who he had a great rookie season last year um, I think that can be a very good defensive line in all of the uh, NFL. I think it's, it's you know, teams are going to have a really hard time running against the New York Giants. Um, and maybe having, you know, Leonard Williams on a one-year contract, right? Maybe, look, if he stays with us or not, we may get... The best version of Leonard Williams in 2020 and that's not something that you know it's not a bad thing so am I looking at it as glass half full maybe but we've seen it happen before where players regardless if they stay with the team or not and they're playing for a contract they end up having this monster type of season and that goes for any position so but when, when you sit down and you really think about this, Leonard Williams, Tomlinson, and Lawrence, those are some big fucking boys, man. Um, so let's hope this, this defensive line can really put some pressure on the quarterback, disrupt some plays, and just stuff the run, man. Just stuff the run. You know, and then we move over to, you know, linebacker. Um, I like the Blake Martinez signing. We got Shane Zimenez, uh, Lorenzo Carter. 
we were able to re-sign Marcus Golden last minute. I thought that was golden. That was really, really a signing that uh, gives us gives us something uh, for the offense to look out for. Like I think it's a very unique defense that we have. Uh, if we can get pressure up front with the defensive line then I think it opens up for the second level uh, on the defense to really get some sacks okay which I think if those two things happened it's gonna do wonders for the secondary because the secondary although I think this can be a good defense overall I think the secondary is kind of where the question marks are gonna be um, we have Aside from James Bradbury, I think we have quite a few moving parts. Guys that are going to be playing in different positions, different parts of the field. Um, you know, this defense is is going to be a little different than what it was in the past years. But you know, it, it we it's a young it's a young defense. You know what I'm saying? I mentioned twice already. This is a young team. This is a very young defense. So, if we can get pressure up front, if the linebackers can cover and get some pressure on the uh, quarterbacks, I think it will alleviate some of the some of the pressure for this young uh, secondary. I think we got some players that um, that can definitely ball. We got some dogs. Darnay Holmes is a dog, man. I mean, if you watched him on, uh, in training camp, some of the highlights, they were great. Uh, like I said, Bradbury, we signed him uh, from uh, Carolina. He's probably going to be, you know, our number one. He's probably be covering our num uh, the number one receiver on opposing teams. You got Julian Love, Peppers, Logan Ryan. <clears throat> was an excellent last minute signing I think I think he brings a little bit of um, leadership and some veteran presence on the team not to mention he's played for uh, you know Joe judge before so I think that was that was really big um, so yeah I mean you know I think there's a lot to look forward to I'm, I'm more confident in the defense than I am with the offense uh, as a whole, okay? When I look at all the positions, you know what I mean? On offense and defense. I'm a, I'm a little more confident with the defense. I think it can be one of the, I think this can be a top 10 defense. The offense, I think we're gonna see it struggle at times, but uh, you know, it'll get better towards the end of the season. And next, you know, I wanted to touch a little bit on the uh, free agent sign-ins. I'm not going to dissect every single sign-in. Uh, Cameron Fleming, uh, tackle, Bradbury, cornerback, Deion Lewis, Colt McCoy, Blake Martinez, Kyler Fackrell, Cody Core, Logan Ryan. Um, I think, I feel the, the Giants uh, spent money the right way. They spent money to accommodate what the schemes are going to be. Um, 
I believe these are all good sign-ins and they're all going to contribute in one way or another. They may not be all pro players, they may not be Hall of Fame players, but they will be injected to, to, to this team in a way that they're going to be used to their strengths. Okay, and I think this all circles back to, you know, Joe Judge wanting to know what the players can do and not what they can't do. So that's why I feel that these players that we signed as free agents will all contribute in one way or another, except for Colt McCoy. I hope we don't have to see him unless it's fucking garbage time. Um, other than that, look, we got the Steelers week one. Um... It should be a good game on primetime. Good to see, uh, you know, Joe Judge get his first career game under the lights. I think this is a great, great opportunity for the Giants to show that they're going to be taken for real. Okay. Um, <clears throat> look, if there's anybody that knows Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers is Joe Judge from his time with New England, obviously he's seen plenty of the Steelers, so I'm a little more confident in our chances on Monday night just from that alone because, you know, with football it's a lot about matchups and knowing what the other team's personnel and what they throw out there in certain situations. So just knowing that Joe Judge has seen the Steelers a handful of times gives me a little bit, a little sense of comfortability that... Okay, he may know what's coming at times. So that right there gives us a chance. Now the players just have to go out there and execute. Now I've been seeing a lot on Twitter about Big Ben is just going to fucking shred the Giants defense. Make no mistake about it. I love Big Ben. I'll take Big Ben any day of the week. Okay, two-time Super Bowl winner. Probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. Tough as nails. But let's not forget a few things here. This is a guy that hasn't played since week two. This is a guy that had season-ending uh, season surgery to an injured elbow. Not only that, but it's his throwing elbow. So can we just ease off on Big Ben is going to do this and that? Because he hasn't played in a while, okay? So, and, and, and 2020 has been very unusual. Short training camp, no preseason. Let's relax with the Big Ben is going to fucking shred the New York Giants on Monday night because it's not going to fucking happen. Uh, and, you know, the other thing to look out for in that Giants game is definitely the uh, Giants offensive line and running backs picking up the blitzes and the rushes from TJ Watt and Bud Dupree. Those guys had like 25 sacks, 26 sacks combined last season for the Steelers. Um... I'm more scared of their defense than uh, than their offense. This could be a this could be a pretty low scoring game in my opinion because I'm not I'm not 100% on the Steelers offense. I understand Big Ben and all that, but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be key for the offensive line to block these two guys and the, the Steelers defense as a whole. So. Um, there's a lot to look forward to in that game. I'm, you know, I'm just looking for the Giants to be competitive and just play solid football for 60 minutes, not turning the ball over. Whether we win or lose, uh, yeah, of course I care if we win or if we lose, but I want to see a team that's going to play 
fundamental football uh, for the whole season, not just Monday night. So I hope you guys uh, have enjoyed this little preview. My uh, two cents on the 2020 New York Giants. Make sure you follow on Twitter at Raw Uncut New York Talk. Thanks for following. Thanks for listening. And as always, keep it raw and uncut.